You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's time for the Geeks Pub. That was timing. I don't know if the listeners could hear that in the background, but right when I hit record, squeaky door. Perfect timing. And you put some oil on that tool. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, so, so here's the thing. All right, how come I've been sat here for 20 minutes waiting for you, for you to come on? Right. And everyone has been in different parts of the house, not moving. And as soon as I start recording, all of a sudden everybody's wandering past yep. me. It's a stampede. And... Yep. <laughs> We've given you enough time, Dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. Somebody has a conversation with me in about two two uh, minutes into the conversation. They go, are you recording at the moment? <laughs> I wouldn't be talking to you anymore. Yeah. No, I'm just talking to myself in here. That's how that works. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. I, I'm lucky in that everybody here is asleep still. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we started this early Saturday or uh, Sunday morning recording because it was I had no other time because everyone always made too much noise. Of course, yeah. now that you know my youngest is well into his teens, we could probably do it at a different time. But we're kind of used to this now. So is my yeah. iPhone. By the way, when I fire up my iPhone this time of the day and I pull it down. Like I'm going mm-hmm. to start typing in, you know, search for an app. The first thing it yeah. shows before I type anything is wire. Why? Yeah, it knows. It knows. Yeah, it's Sunday. It's right in this clock. Oh, you want wire. Here it is. Yeah. I'm surprised uh, it doesn't future, auto-launch it for me. I was going to say, in the future, these new AI systems that everyone's going on about will just go online and record the podcast for yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> in our voice. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, no. So those who uh, are, are in the know, you know what the music was we played right at the beginning of the show. That, of course, is the theme from the BBC show Sherlock, one of my favorite shows of all time. I love that show. So, yeah, th- this is a show that really suffered from the fact that the two principal actors became really famous not long after it started. And you can never get them together again, so you don't get much of it nowadays. No, um, and I understand that, too, because this show made them famous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it did. Martin, it Short, Martin uh, Freeman was... Uh, Martin Freeman, is that his name? Martin Freeman, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was already kind of big because of The Office, but not in the U.S. Yeah, uh, and I, I think... I, I'd, I'd argue it probably wasn't until he was hired for the MCU that he really became like globally well known. Mm, but he done. He no, done I would disagree before. with that. I would think The Hobbit did it for him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I guess. But um, the, the, the Hobbit came before the MCU yeah, stuff. It did. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I The Hobbit is just such a blank in my mind because <clears throat> it was so dull. It was so bad. Um, but um, he had appeared in a few movies before that. He was in uh, Love Actually. He was in. Uh, he was one of the leads in the, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie, which not many people saw. I would say he is um, the lead. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he is. He's the guy. Well, he's the guy. But it was yes. a bad movie. Uh, yes, Hitchhikers is really hard to adapt. Exactly. It's a very it should, English thing. Well. Hmm. You you yeah. could modernize it somewhat. It's also very dated. Um, I, I think if they did it, it really needs to be a series. Just, yeah, and just fact, take they, those characters they, and make a series. Well, they did make the BBC did make a series of it in the eighties, which was was very good, but it was very BBC, so it was really really low budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, you know, was a pretty good ad- adaptation of the original. The weird thing about Hitchhikers is it started as a radio show, radio play. And then it was turned into a novel, and then they did the TV series, and base, and then there's been plays and that sort of thing. It's one of these things that every time somebody redoes it, they kind of change it a fair bit. Um, so it's always been an evolving thing, but it is a very, very British sense of humour. And it, and the problem is a lot of the jokes in it now, yes, are dated because the, it was written in the late seventies, early eighties, and it was. Talking about the preposterousness of society of British, uh, well, British particularly society back then, and of course, it's not really the same anymore. You have your towel with you. I always have my towel with me. Okay, you know, I'm a ho- I'm a hoopy fruit who knows where his towel is. <laughs> so, speaking of him, 
Um, yep. You finally watch, and we can finally talk about Wakanda Forever, because obviously he's in it as the yeah. CIA, whatever you want to call him. It's kind of weird, his role in this. It makes no sense. It does nothing for the story, but he's in it. But uh, that, the whole that whole subplot, which, you, like, you, like you say, sticks out like a sore thumb in that movie. Yeah, we're trying to get away from the main story to talk about the CIA, CIA who's five steps behind what's going on in the movie. Well, it's, it's a, you can tell it's been shoved in there to promote the next phase of the DCU, which yeah, is all no, about... Uh, sorry, the MCU. Yes, I'm getting my uh, get my comic book companies. How mixed dare up. you? It's, yeah, but it's 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 there to promote the uh, the uh, you know the the Val Defontaine. You know, um, she's going to make pseudo, the thunderbolts. You know, thunderbolts, the pseudo walla pseudo pseudo suicide squad, a pseudo pseudo squad. It's kind of what they are. Suicide squad. Yeah, it's it's an it's an analog, and I mean, I'm, and and I think you know it's going to be interesting because a lot of people are going to see the Thunderbolts and they're going to go, oh, Marvel copied the Suicide Squad, which of course isn't really true, but um, yeah, that it, that it just felt like it was jammed in there to, uh, and also to give. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard nowadays not to see some um, kind of unintended cultural bias in these things, but you can almost imagine. A different company going. Oh, we've got to we've got to put some white people in this, and uh, otherwise a, a lot of our audience won't understand it because <laughs> it it kind of felt like that because they're the only white people in the entire entire movie is the people off in America doing something that's nefarious. tangentially related to the plot and yeah. seems nefarious and yeah yeah, um, yeah I I, I kind of understand that but it just it does feel stapled on it does not it, feel it, yeah. it doesn't drive anything forward in the movie it just doesn't no, it, it, it feels like a great big zit on the f- side of the face of the movie and it's one of those things that you know like somebody who's got a big a big spot is like every time you look at their face you're trying to ignore it but then you see it on the side and you're going oh which one that wasn't there it was uh yeah <laughs> yeah it wasn't great he's great in it don't get me wrong no, he but he i mean he's he's an amazing actor um i'll tell you the, the other thing he was amazing in and and really kind of nailed down the fact that he's one of those actors who can chameleon-like can become american very easily uh is uh, he was in fart the first season of fargo wasn't he? oh yeah his accent That's is right. amazing he does a great yeah. job yeah and uh you know he um yeah he he sells a character who all the way through the mcu you kind of wonder what he's there for yeah, no. <laughs> I, even in the first Black Panther, it's like, does he really? Well, have a well role or in this? he was he was in he was in Civil War as well, and it was it's kind of why is this guy here? Yeah, yeah. So, unless he's going to get mm. superpowers, I don't. Well, that, that's the thing is is he won't will he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't in the comics. So, well, plus he's got a British accent, so he'd be a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And of course, Benedict Cumberbatch is also doing his American accent thing as Doctor <clears throat> Strange. So well, it seems they it feels could, like they Benedict be, got the better deal there. Yes, but they could team those two up on a mystery. That yeah. he goes as a CIA. There's some kind of a magical thing going on, and he goes and gets Doctor yeah. Strange, and now they team up. Doctor Strange, and, and they team and up, and that's season the, five of Sherlock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they Dr. could even Strange. make a reference. Like, I feel like yeah, I'm Dr. watching Strange, to your Sherlock, yeah. and he's like, "Don't he, be Doctor Strange loses all his magical powers and just basically has to use his powers of deduction to solve the crime." And, and they decide uh, they're then, going to use the English accent in part of the movie. Exactly, it'd be awesome. You know, you yeah. and I would just geek out about that. Of course, we would. Yeah, and you'd have to have Doctor Strange wearing a deer stalker at one point, and well, he uh, uses his magic that, to disguise him, and he looks like Sherlock and Holmes. Exactly. Yeah, he wears that that duffel coat or that Sherlock, Sherlock wore, the yeah. very cool uh, duffel yeah. coat. Yeah. Well, I won't say cool. It was cool. Mm. It was. It was a good. Trust me. It, as far as British coats go, that was a pretty cool coat. Most people in Britain don't wear a coat like that. Let's get back to uh, what kind of forever. Now I saw it pretty early in its run. Uh, yeah, you just and I saw, saw it, it recently. On streaming this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm st- I'm starting it again on streaming, and I'm about halfway through. So obviously spoilers for those who haven't watched it, but I figure anybody listening to this show has probably seen it by now. Um, and we'll talk for about ten minutes here. So if you don't want to hear, skip ahead about ten minutes ish. Um, I thought. 
compared to the first Black Panther, it's it's not nearly as good. I agree. Um, the absence of Chadwick Boseman is, you know, addressed right at the beginning in a way I didn't particularly like. Oh, he's got a disease, huh. and Sherry's trying to save him, and she can't, and he dies. And then, you know, the first one fifth of the movie is he's he's dead, and he's they're burying him. Now, I know they had to kill him off because he dies in real life. I mean, and they said they're not going to recast that character. Um, they're going to have a Black Panther, obviously, but you know they're not recasting him. I think that was a mistake, personally. I think they should have just mm-hmm. pushed this movie off. You know two or three years and then made it with a new actor in the role simply because that, that character is too important to the MCU. And I think it's, it, it does a disservice to that character to say nobody, but this guy can play it. If that was the case, no, you know, nobody would have played the Joker after, if you're going by the movies anyways, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. It's ridiculous that, Oh, nobody else can play Batman except for Michael Keaton. No, then it's ridiculous. I don't understand why they had to do it this way. They thought they were being respectful, but I don't think they were. I don't think uh, well, they, I, I don't have, think the actor ha- would have liked that. I have thoughts, but I will share them after you finish. Go ahead, I'm your, done. Your view. Okay. So, I think this movie was not as much a superhero movie as it was a eulogy to Chadwick Boseman. Um parts anyway. Choice I think well, I think the choices they made were all about how can we do another movie without disrespect i i think i think everybody on the cast and crew had enormous respect for him and probably even more respect for him after finding out that he delivered that kick-ass performance while he was suffering from cancer so i think the the mindset for everybody involved with this was we want to do a film that basically plays tribute to chadwick boseman as black panther in the universe and i think that's what they did and the the difficulty is is I think as a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, it's actually in, it's actually quite moving and, and really kind of well done in that they've not done the typical, oh, we're just going to put another character in the role and, and move past it. Um, the problem is, I think, the, di- the difficulty is that that takes away the reason for the existence of the movie. And while I enjoyed the movie, at the end of it, I thought, OK, so that's all happened. Um, it didn't really need to happen. It, it was like, it was a story we didn't need to see, apart from the fact that we're playing tribute to the to T'Challa uh, in the in the movie universe and Chadwick Boseman in the in the existing universe. And to me, that I think that's why it's not as good as the original one, because um, it doesn't really. You think about where Wakanda is at the start of the movie and at the end of the movie. It's in exactly the same place, right? And it, it, and and that's what leaves me dissatisfied is the fact that you don't really feel. Wakanda has uh, has solidified around Shuri as the Black Panther in the way they did around T'Challa. So the Black Panther feels underserved. And then as well, Wakanda as a country in terms of where it sits in the universe has not re- really moved on despite all of the stuff that's gone in the movie. So Wakanda feels underserved. Yep. And I think the pro- that's the problem is you have a movie that's a tribute to T'Challa strike, uh, um, strike Bozeman uh, and because it's a tribute, it starts in a place, it ends in a place, and the stuff that happens in the min- in the middle is there to keep keep everything going during that tribute. And see, at the end of it, you've not moved forward. See, here's my take on this movie. I'm kind of the opposite. The beginning of the movie and the ending of the movie is irrelevant. The good stuff is in the middle. I think Namor, and I think I'm I'm so glad they didn't do. Oh, it's the lost city of Atlantis, like it is in the comic yeah. books. I think they were smart enough to go, you know what, this doesn't work in the MCU simply because Atlantis exists in the DC universe. We yeah. don't want to be seen as copying Aquaman, even though they kind of are in the comics because Aquaman was out before Neymar was. Um, yeah. But even just the concept of Atlantis is kind of silly. So how do you get a kingdom underwater? I think they did a great job. It's because of uh, vibranium, you know? Yeah. And they ingest this stuff, and it changes them. They live underwater now. And he's the first mutant born on the planet, as well, up until this point that we know of anyways, um, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. I like the fact that he is not, you know, a, a 30-something or a 20-something guy. He is 
hundreds of years old. Yeah. Very seclusion. Um, the, the little kid that they got to play him when he goes back to bury his mother and he sees the slave traders and all that on the plantation, that little kid was awesome. I mean, you yeah. felt like he had a lot of power and he's just kind of looking at these guys like, wow. Yeah, that's Namer. I mean, it really is. They did a, he has a whole different name and he says, but my enemies call me Namer. Yeah. Perfect. And I think the actor nailed the role. Yeah. He just nailed I, it. Yeah. He, he was did. so convincing of, he's doing all of this to protect the secrecy and the privacy and the, you know, of his people because he knows the surface world will just try to exploit them. And he's 100% uh, yeah. right. He's 100% he, right. He is, except that there's a major plot hole in that, which is that when they first attack the vibranium mining de- uh, or searching device, right, um, that everyone blames the Wakandans. All the, all the um, I forget what, the, uh, ta- all the Talakan people had to do was keep doing that every time somebody went into the sea for vibranium and the Wakandas would take the rap for it. They didn't need to do any of the... They didn't need to force a confrontation with the Wakandans and they didn't need to come up with a plot to destroy the surface because they could have just continued to do what they do. They could obviously see that, that humans were struggling to operate underwater and that they were struggling to find vibranium. They could have just let the Wakandans take the rap for it and nobody would have been the wiser. No, I and disagree so with you because uh, I think the human race... The humans on the surface, anyways, are advancing at a technological pace that they're they know that they're not going to be able to do exactly what you did for very long. That the humans will eventually get to the point where they can be underwater and operate very efficiently, especially with their superhuman force. So they have to do something. Unfortunately, they think that well, they Namer thinks the only way to do it is just to partner up with Wakanda, take over the world. Um, because he has to be a bad guy, but he's a very compelling bad guy. He is a compelling bad guy, but I think his reasons for becoming a bad bad guy, he was so well painted. They to me, they didn't make a lot of sense. You thought, hang on a minute, this, surely this, this guy's kept them hidden for hundreds of years, right? Surely this guy can come up with a better solution than I'm going to take over the world. And the other problem I have is that if he's a mutant born between, you know, um, a combination of human and vibranium influenced genetic material is where are the rest of them. Well, where where are all the other Namors? Because presumably those people kept reproducing. So why were there no more Namors? Well, they weren't exactly because they weren't a hybrid like he was. He was yeah, uh, he was in embryo, if you will, when uh, when yeah, she was injected. It, it so it, it affected it, him it, differently. Yeah, I, maybe. But and they I, all all, just, the, all of them had you know greater than human strength they yeah, show that when they're yeah. fighting yeah it's it was it just i just felt it slightly odd and i felt the whole it, it felt to me just a little bit contrived because obviously the you need a bad guy and you need the bad guy to be in conflict with the wakandans but you just i i just didn't buy it well that and is then, he was true to what namer is in the comics for a long time yeah no i understand i understand i just didn't feel that that maybe it was the way it was explained or anything that the whole reason for the conflict just didn't really land that well with me and then of course i had real problems it's like you know so the wakandans they're going to go and try and dry him out uh draw him out so they put all of their best people on a ship which they know full well his people are capable of destroying the whole kind of third act again for me felt it, it just didn't it didn't work because it felt a bit stupid it was just i felt like everyone's doing these things that don't make a lot of sense even even riri williams as ironheart i, I just thought okay so she's made a badass suit and everything and then she's just kind of flung around like she doesn't really know what she's doing and you're not really sure whether she's helping or not and i think another reason i struggled with some of the action scenes is they were either too dark or too confused and it was sometimes quite difficult to see what was going on yep um and uh and you know we've seen this problem in other cgi fits in other movies yeah so i think all of this just you know and there's a car chase there's a, a motorbike chase in it where um letitia wright who plays shuri was actually quite seriously injured um while they were moving while they were filming that and again it was like well why is this thing here we had a chase just like this in the previous movie we don't why not do something different I I just all I just felt all of it. It was just parts of it were um, the parts of it that were trying to move the story on were just just didn't really land as well as they could have done. Um, I thought that the Bozeman tribute stuff was was really w- quite well done in universe. I thought you know it, I I, th- I think to say 
you can have a character like this and he's still subject to the things we're all subject to because it's it's implied to be some sort of cancer that he dies from. Yeah. Um, and the, of course they can't save him because Killmonger killed all the heart-shaped herb and so they don't have the healing power of that anymore. Um, I think all of that was, was, was really quite well done and I thought it really... The, I think the one thing they got right with this movie was they took Shuri, who... In the previous movie, she was like a, you know, like an intelligent little kid. And they turned her into a woman by putting her through all of this terrible, terrible stuff. I mean, it's very dark, this movie. Um, and all of this loss. And you kind of, I kind of buy that, that journey she went on. And she's a very different character at the end than she is at the beginning. And certainly very different from the character she was in the previous movie. Here, here's my problem. Um, she should not be the Black Panther. I don't buy well, her in yeah. the role at all. She I, should have I, been I, queen, and Okoye yeah. should have been Black Panther. Yeah, I, well, I well, completely <laughs> buy Okoye as a badass. Yeah. She's exactly, she's been that yeah. character for a long time, and they set her up too. They she gets fired yeah. as the general, right? So yeah. she is a badass. She knows how to fight. Shuri does not know how to fight, not the way Okoye does. She should have become queen. Okoye should have been yeah. the Black Panther, or Umbaku. He is awesome. The guy, the gorilla yeah, guy, he is, he is yeah, awesome. Yeah. I love him as a character. Yeah. One of those two should have been Black Panther, not Shuri. Shuri, I'm sorry, I don't buy. She's as thin as a freaking toothpick, number one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, my thigh is bigger than her entire waist. It's it's stupid. She does not. She is not a badass. She's just not. But, yeah, the, I, 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 I kind of get where you're coming from with that. I understand why they made that choice. And let's face it, they've they've chosen to make her the Black Panther, but not the Queen. She's handed over. She wants um, Mbaku to be the king. Yeah. Um, which you know is is kind of what you want from Mbaku all the time. Even when he kicks, even when he's fighting Chadwick Boseman, you kind of think this guy actually would be quite a good king. He would. He's a um, badass. He's yeah, got great exactly. humor. He's yeah, a good actor. He is. Yeah, excellent. But um, yeah, I I kind of I I definitely think the part of the Black Panther is it's a scary character because it's kind of imposing. Exactly. And she is not imposing. Not on any because level. She's, she's very, you're right. She's very, very slight. And of course we see in movie that she's got the power, she's got the strength and all of that. But the thing is, is yeah, you, you would tend to, she's a bit like a Spider-Man character. You would tend to underestimate if you don't know anything about the character and you just see it and you're a goon, you're going to go, oh, well, I'm just going to knock her over. Or just like everyone who assumes a Spider-Man because he's he's a young man. He's not particularly, you know, um, strong. And, of course, they find out to their to their cost. But um, you're right. Okoye would have been an awesome Black Panther because she's – the, the I, I love the actress who plays her. Oh, she's yeah. so, so good. She is. And uh, she is so good in the role. I mean – yeah. She, her and Umbaku is so. They are my two favorite Black Panther characters outside yeah. of Bozeman. I loved Bozeman as Black Panther. Yeah. I hundred percent bought it. I did. Yeah. I don't buy Shuri. I never will. I. I don't. This is. You know, people say, "Oh, it's just because she's a girl." No, I think Okoye no. should be Black Panther. Yeah. She's a badass. Well, the thing is, and she's the, more interesting actress, as a character. Yeah, Okoye is intimidating yes when she's stood there in an evening dress and you know she's got a spear hidden under her dress right even if she doesn't even have without, a spear she's intimidating yeah even without the black panther costume she's intimidating and uh and obviously sure he isn't now maybe that's the that's what they want to say but it's just difficult i think that's the saying it's difficult to understand the wakanda's getting behind shuri's black panther well you know, i think um, that's yeah i don't i I just don't think she makes a good Black Panther. I'm sorry. I, I don't like her in the role. I think it's a huge mistake. Um, it's almost like they decided it before they really stopped and thought about it. They're like, okay, we're going to make Shuri Black Panther now. What? No, she is the uh, behind the scenes, coming up with the technical mar marvels. She's quippy. She's fun to be around. You, yeah. you don't. You don't need to make her some dark character, and then she becomes Black Panther. I don't think it worked not, very well. Not only that, they've kind of they've kind of implied in the previous movies that that the genius behind um, Wakanda's technology is her. 
So if she's now busy being the Black Panther, it's just like, well, does that mean Wakanda's technology stagnates? Right. I know I know we have this situation in superhero movies where people can invent and, and construct whole new technologies in about six hours. But even so, um, even with that ability, there's a, there's a lot of work to do, you know? Absolutely. And... Uh, and you, you just you just think okay so who's she she's been set up as the wakandan genius so who's going to do that now um riri maybe but riri's got her own stuff to go on to so and, and i didn't buy i liked riri as a character she didn't fit in this movie at all no knowing no, that it, she's going to have her own hbo series or a disney plus series um in her character in the comics Started out great, by the way, and then now they just don't seem to really know what to do with her, and she's boring, um, yeah. which happens a lot when the person who created a character moves on to something else, and then the comic book company is like, okay, we have this character, what do we do? Oh, we're going to bring another actor or another writer in, and that person doesn't really get the character the way that the guy who created it does, and doesn't really yeah. have a map to what to do with it, or... She just pops up in other people's comics occasionally and out of character. She's yeah. doing that in uh, Miles Morales' comics. And it just doesn't yeah. work. But I, And I also I hated the suit she built in this movie. Yes, I did it, too. It, 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 it looked like a Japanese anime. Yeah. Uh, and um, it just looked goofy. Mm-hmm. It really, really did. And Okoye points yeah. that out a bunch of times too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, see, if they wouldn't have killed off Killmonger in the first Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan is... Black Panther totally would have worked. Yeah, but it would have kind of invalidated the first movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they didn't kill him off in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, no, but it, it it would have, I think, as a, as a redemption arc, that would have been a tough sell. I, I, loved, I actually loved the way they used him in this movie. Well, they had um, to have I, her visit her yeah. ancestors, and they can't yeah, have exactly. one guy. They, so. can't have, they, can't, they can't have Chadwick Boseman, obviously. So I, you know, but I, I, I kind of liked the way they did it, uh, and I liked what he said yep. to her as an ancestor. I agree. I think, you know, I think, I think that really worked. And of course, you know, he is a fantastic actor and, um, you know, he, he obviously returned to the role like a Dr. Walter. Yep. So, um, he's so a yeah. Good actor. That, and he's yeah, a that, massive geek too. Yeah. So let's move yep. on, um, from what kind of forever. I, well, let's give it a grade a through E E is the worst. A is the best. I would give it a solid C minus. Uh, yeah. I'd probably maybe give it a C plus, but not much more than no. that. Um, um, much like, um, much like many of the films in this last phase of uh, the of the MCU, it's been kind of a disappointment. I've got to be honest, having watched it on streaming, despite the, apart from the problems with being able to see what's going on, which I think might have been easier in the theatre, I'm I'm not sad I didn't go see it in the theatre. No, me neither. I agree with you. Um, I will say though, next week uh, Ant Man and the Wasp comes out, Quantumania. And I am really looking forward to this. I yeah, am. Me too. This, me too. I, that, I got a feeling a I'm going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I saw an early review. They didn't spoil anything. They said it's like Star Wars met the Marvel Universe. And I went, now you have my attention. And yeah, it's a character exactly. that I really enjoy from an actor that I really like. And I'm, I'm sorry, it's got two of the goats in it. Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. and Michael Douglas. I'm sorry. They're, yeah, they're great I, actors. And, you know, they don't have to be doing this stuff Mm-mm. at this stage of their lives. No. You know, they could be, you know, Michael Douglas has been ill. Um, they could be just like kind of, you know, retiring or doing production and stuff like that. The fact I love the fact that both of them have really embraced um, this kind of universe and doing this sort of stuff. They're obviously having a ball. Well, I heard and, that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer steals the show in this new movie. People yeah, are like, well, she's can, the one to watch in this. She's really good. And I'm like, yeah, this yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. How is she not good? I, I know. But even so, let's face it. We we watched Michael Douglas as as um, as Hank in, in the first one. And he was f- terrific. Fantastic. In it. But after that, after that, he didn't need. They, they If he'd have turned around and said, you know, what, I really enjoyed this, but I don't want to do these anymore. Nobody would have slighted him no, for it. But he kept and coming yet, back. He keeps coming he back. Was in the, he the was fa- even in Marvel's Endgame. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. I love the fact that he obviously enjoys himself so much that he wants to keep doing these they movies. Let, I, he let them know. de-age him in a way in that movie that was so believable. Because we know yeah. what Michael Douglas looked like in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. We know we saw a lot <laughs> he of was him. A, he was everywhere. He was the only, everywhere. I, I just kind of wish they'd, give, they'd put a toothpick in his mouth. 
Because <laughs> yeah. he, he, he did that a lot in the 80s. He did. <laughs> so let's move over to, because um, we talked about a lot, the fact that DC is going through massive upheaval. James Gunn and yeah. uh, Peter Safran are coming in. They're in charge. Everything before, forget about it. Or not, I don't know. They still didn't really make that clear. Well, everything in charge, everything before that's not been released uh, and uh, and has a lot of money invested in it, forget about it. But if, it's, if it hasn't been released and we've invested a lot of money in it, we've got to release it, so we've got to put a spin on it. I mean, let's face it. I'm sure given, given what they're doing, they would happily cut... Both the Flash and Aquaman too. Uh, I don't know. If, Gunn if, is really know, saying that the Flash movie is just one of the yeah, best superhero I, movies of all time. Yeah, it's so because fantastic. because 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 the the people above him are going damage control. Do the damage control. Yeah, that's I don't what know. It, they have a huge amount of money tied up in this movie, and um, you know the lead up to it has been a train wreck. Well, only I, because I think, of the actor. Yeah, because of, and the because sad of the part kids. is the actor's a really good actor. He's a really he's, good he's actor. He's the best part of the Justice League movie. He just is. He's a, yeah, but he's apparently a flawed individual. He's very and, flawed. Um, um, that consequently, this this movie is uh, well, it, sh- it should have been out by now, and then they wouldn't have this problem. But it's not because of what the actor's done, and um, they now have this issue. They've got to. They've got to polish whatever it is and it might be really good don't get me wrong but it definitely doesn't fit in this dcu that's being rebuilt now uh, and neither does aquaman 2 but i think they've been told those movies have got to be released yeah we've spent too much money on them they're coming we spent out. too much money on them so you know you've got to finish off you've got to see those things out and so yeah james gunn and peace of not come out going to come out and and dunk on those movies because they're still on the slate and they're going to be released i've got to say how brilliant they are um, I don't believe it. I don't really buy it. And whether they are brilliant or not is is immaterial. They don't fit into what's being built now, and you can see that from what what's being talked about being built now. Yeah, it's 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 uh, James Gunn v v two He's doing exactly what the same he he did at the MCU, which he's taking minor characters that nobody cared about, and he's going to do his unique thing with them. Mm, not all of and them though. And the and we'll start them. here. The first one is yeah. super. Well, this is not in the order of the movies coming out, but. Superman Legacy, his quote is, this is really the start of the DCU. It's not an origin story. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the bottom of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks of kindness as a bit old-fashioned. That is exactly what Superman's supposed to be, and it hasn't been in many years. So this tells me immediately, James Gunn, Understand, and he's the one that's actually writing the movie, so that that's yeah. why we're not getting a Peacemaker two right away. Um, he understands what Superman is, and I think he, he understands yeah. that as much as we like Henry Cavill in the role, and, and we both do, no question. Yeah, that the, up until this point, Superman's been done wrong, and he just has. He just has, yeah. and I like the first movie, Man of Steel, but it didn't feel true to the character to me. He was. Hiding and you know conflicted, conflicted and tortured. Yeah, that's not yeah. Superman. It's no, just not. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, they, he wants to bring back the traditional Superman. I'm a hundred percent for it. Yeah, the Boy Scout. Yes, um, but the Boy Scout in a good way, and the Boy Scout who can make you see things his way because he's Superman. Well, that's and if what, he's building this universe where not all the characters are like that, you know, and and we'll get into that. Some of these are pretty dark characters. It's a dark world. You need a Superman, this glimmer of hope, this this icon who you know at the end is going to do the right thing 100% but of the it, time. In some respects, I still think that fits with Gun 2.0 because he's taking a character you think you know and he's doing something different with it, different than the way the character's been done all the way. To, I, I mean, Christopher Reeve's first Superman movie. First two. Even not Superman 2, but, um, well, Superman 2 kind of, flirted with darkness and then he kind of beat it out of himself but it, no that wasn't superman Reese... 2 that was superman 3 oh yes you're right i know you are absolutely right that's my, me misremembering yes i am uh, and superman 3 was when it all started yeah, to go wrong, terrible. So, yeah yeah so, so you, you're absolutely right superman 2 and superman yeah is he christopher reed plays him as the boy scout uh and and it was it was wonderful for it yep you know 
So, so um, yes. The next one, Batman, the Brave and the Bold. Um, number one, the ba- Brave and the Bold isn't supposed to be Batman. That's supposed to be Green Lantern and uh, yeah, um, Green Lantern who and Green Arrow. But yeah. anyways, okay, fine. Um, he says, so this is the introduction of the DCU Batman, Bruce Wayne, and also introducing our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, who is a little son of a bitch, assassin murderer, who he unwillingly takes on, who's Batman's actual son that he doesn't know existed for the first eight to ten years of his life. Um, hmm. It's based on Grant Morris's run on the Batman. Okay. Um, if you're kind of starting over, so there was no... There was no other Robins before this one, or they're going to establish that he no, this is actually the fourth Robin. If it's if it's if it's a, I can kind of get the feeling that he wants to stay Hugh close to the comics, and if it's Damian Wayne, um, eight ten years in, then then there will have been other Robins, I would imagine. But I, I this this is the one that confuses me because yep, at I the agree. same time they already have a separate Batman. Yes. In and they're going to let that, that keep going. Ugh. They're going to continue with that, um, and the reason for that is because it made a lot of money. Yep. The only <laughs> reason. Know. Yeah, and I don't. Uh, and, and you know what? I enjoyed that take on Batman, but it is a variation of what we've seen before. Just make that um, the DCU Batman. I don't understand yeah, why it I has don't, to I, be... Yeah, I don't understand why you have to create two. Right. Um, and make the Joker and, the Joker, or at least that was the first Joker. You can have a second Joker. It doesn't have to be the same character, but... Yeah. Uh, I, 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 um, I, I'm I less enthused about this one. I'll be interested to see their take, but uh, even the setup, is it feels to me like, you know, the... It's a very uh, hackneyed setup, isn't it? Well, it it's, can't you know, be a younger Batman then. Yeah, I mean, he's got yeah, to he's at got, least be in his thirties. Exactly, and and the whole you know, uh, tough guy suddenly discovers he's got a son and he's got to straighten him out and all that sort of thing has been done to death. Yes, in the movies, it's hard hard to see um, what what they can bring to that that's new, uh, and obviously then there's a the whole business of yet another batman production redesign you know what type of batman is this one and and all the who plays all the supporting games it's just yeah it feels like going through the numbers really on this one but we'll see um, i don't know where in the slate that sits is it is it further down i, I don't think it matters well it does can't it does kind of matter if they if they say oh well that's a five-year away project then that's less of a problem no i think this is but, a two-year plan two three-year plan yeah that I, kind of gets started you know, next year, not this year. This year is the the end of the Schneiderverse crap that they have to show. Yeah. Uh, next up, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Um, I. Well, do we need a Supergirl right away? Um, I think uh, I would rather been... I would rather have a Hawkman series that's basically Iron Man, like they should, did in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I know what you mean, but but Shazam's got. A- stink of failure on uh not shazam and um, black adam's got the yeah. stink of failure on it yeah so uh that's not going to happen um so I, next up I, is- I look i i think i think supergirl in it i think women characters in the movies women superhero characters deserve more than they get oh i, think, I agree i think one i just I, think I, it's I think too one, early to bring a supergirl in yeah i think warner brothers has some um because of what they did to the batgirl thing they have some um uh, kind of uh, social responsibility clout to respond to here, and uh, maybe that's part of why why they want to go down this action this route, or maybe just James Gunn just feels Supergirl's a really cool character, and you know having a female Kryptonian puts a different spin on on all of that. You know, Supergirl traditionally has not been um, the the female Boy Scout; she's always been more complicated than that. So, well, here's what um, they, he says: This is based on Tom King's wonderful comic book series that came out just last year. It's up for a bunch of awards, and it was really good, by the way. Um, this is a very different type of Supergirl in our series. He says series is it a series, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Uh, we see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents. Uh, from an infant versus Supergirl, who was raised on a rock chip off of Krypton and watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life, and then came to Earth when she was a young girl and is much more hardcore. She's not exactly the Supergirl we are used to seeing. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Paradise right. Lost is a series. Uh, it's going to be an HBO series. Um, it's going to be very 
Game of Thrones-esque story about the Mascara, Paradise Island. The home of the Amazon is also the birthplace of Wonder Woman. This drama is really about the political intrigue behind a society of all women. Uh, how did that come about? What is the origin of that, of an island of all women? Um, what are the beautiful truths and the ugly truths behind all of that? So this takes place um, before the birth of Diana. So yeah. it's, it's not Wonder Woman. And I'm okay with that. That actually sounds a little bit intriguing. Yeah, I think I think that's an interesting story to tell. You know, how does this? Because so, all societies have to work out their kings, right? And uh, you know, um, how does how does it become what it is? Uh, and also, as well, how does it deal with some of the uh, you know the questions that that were, that come out of of how Themyscira has been depicted in the previous one in the previous Wonder Woman movie, movies? You know, how does it become noble without and also be isolationist without? devolving into something horrible how do they deal with the bad apples in their uh, in their organization yep you know and what what do they see their mission as being uh, and because uh, because obviously you know during the first wonder woman movie there's a massive world war going on they have no idea about it i mean what does what does that mean for them why do they take that view i think it's interesting and um you know everybody loves political intrigue shows so uh, i'm sure this one will be good Booster Gold. Oh my god, I'm so happy for Booster Gold. They if they screw up Booster Gold, I may swear off DC's everything. But this is this is typical gun. That, that's is, exactly what I was gonna say. This, this is yeah. this is gun. This is Booster Gold yeah. by Peter Gunn this, is exactly this is, right. This is like this is like Peacemaker. Yes. This is you take a character who's a screw up, yeah, and you you, you do something with him. And um so, yeah, I'm, I'm so those who don't know who Booster Gold is, this is his explanation and this is perfect. This is an absolute fan favorite and he's hundred percent right. It's by the way, it's gonna be a, a series for HBO Max. It's about a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. It's a series like all the other series for HBO Max. Booster Gold is imposter syndrome as a superhero. Oh, exactly yeah. right. And that's exactly what he was. They have got to get the voice of the little flying robot thing right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. But th- th- this this reminds me of um, a show I used to... It wasn't, it wasn't on for very long, but I really loved the 80s on TV, which was The Greatest American Hero. Yeah. Which was a similar sort of thing. You know, it, it was a guy who... We talked about it doing, not too long ago. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, a guy who gets given a suit with powers, doesn't really know how to use them, uh, and kind of bumbles his way through. Yeah, but it's something and, like that. I know that, Booster Gold is different is. than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. He's but not it, bumbling but it, it, his way through. He's he's but, using technology from the future to be a superhero yeah, but, today. But we'll we'll be interesting to see. You know, is he going to be a bit like Peacemaker who succeeds despite himself, or is he going to be a little bit more together than that? I think I think it's going to be really interesting, and I'm sure it's going to be. Really yeah, good. I, I'm up for it. Next is Lanterns. This is a surprise to me. I didn't think they were going to go. Well, I, I would never have guessed this. Lanterns is a huge HBO quality TV event. It's already in development. And our vision for this is very much in the vein of true detective. It's to terrestrial base. So in other words, it's here on Earth. It's got two of our favorite Green Lanterns, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, uh, starring that's in a true detective style type mystery and plays a really big role leading to the main story that we're telling across our films and television. So this is a very important show for us. So it sounds like there is something underneath going on in all these different shows and movies that's going to culminate, culminate in eventually in a big something. Um, Justice League, presumably. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't have any opinion of that. It sounds interesting. I don't need Hal Jordan to be in some cosmic epic like the first movie they did. Um, yeah. It could be very, well, I, very good. I think. It sounds to me like what this. This sounds to me like uh, Green Lantern Redemption. This is about, it's about you know we know that the movie that Ryan Reynolds did was not well received for a variety of reasons, and we're going to try and it's do a different a take good on movie. the Green Lantern. I, I, you know what, I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, it's just that um, I don't know. It, it just. It, I'm not sure what's wrong with it. I don't. It's either. very enjoyable, but it's but it's not great, um, and. Uh, I, I certainly, I, you know, as you as you well know, Green Lantern's one of my favourite characters, and I, I didn't really feel that it worked as a as a, as a great introduction for Green Lantern at all. Um, and it sounds to me like he's trying to do something that's a bit more 
bit less cosmic and a, and a bit more grounded to try and bring green lanterns into the universe properly yeah and and you know they really need to be there they're very very important absolutely in, in the whole dc universe you can't really have a lot of the stuff that goes on the, with the dc universe without the green lantern core there so it is really important they're there so um i wondered if this if this being on tv was the price they had to pay to get some of the other stuff they wanted to do um mm, i don't you know because i i would imagine they would have preferred this to be a movie I don't think um, so. I think that they thought they have a different take on how to bring Green Lantern a, a more grounded Green Lantern, and then not just one, but two, because there's yeah. two different camps in Green Lantern. You're either a Hal Jordan guy or you're not, or you're yep. a John Stewart guy or you're not. I like them both. I like that mm-hmm. the yeah. DC comic or the TC um, Justice League series. Um, the only yeah. time you ever saw Hal Jordan as Green Lantern is when there was a time flip thing going on. Yeah. Uh, well, put it this way. I, I, we don't know who they're going to hire to play those two characters, but I have a strong suspicion that one of them is going to have a shorter contract than the other by the end of that series. Could be. Uh, the next yeah. one is The Authority. Now, this one I'm like, uh, I was kind of hoping they weren't going to go this route. I was kind of hoping that The Authority was going to be its own standalone thing, not related to the DCU, but I was wrong. Um, they came from Windstorm or Wildstorm, which was Image yeah. kind of, um, but they got bought by the the, the creator sold them to DC. Yeah. Um, this is yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah. So let me just read what he wrote because it kind of fits. The great Wildstorm characters that were incredibly po- that were incredibly popular were is the popular thing there. Uh, for a long time. Well, they weren't incredibly popular. They were mildly popular for a while. Grant Morrison did some great work on stuff like that. Um, uh, and we're incorporating them into DCU as one of the things with the DCU is it just isn't a story of heroes and villains and not every movie and TV show is going to be about good guys versus bad guys. Giant things from the sky coming down and good guys win. There are black hats and white hats and gray hats. There are people that are anti-heroes and there are people that are very questionable like the authority who basically believe that you can't fix the world in an easy manner and they sort of take things into their own hands they take the authority and they start to do what they think is the right thing that is kind uh, uh, of the not, authority yeah is this sound i'm not familiar with this property but this sounds to me like dc's take on watchman even though watchman it, was dc yeah uh, yes and no it, it, yeah is they it live on very the satellite they have this uh computer that basically tells them hey this is going on um, yeah, they have a Superman type character and a Batman type character who are gay and they're in love, which is fine. Um, yeah. but they're such dark characters that, and they're so cynical. They are kind of the Watchmen in the cynical aspect. I know when you say the Watchmen, yeah, yeah. yes, they're they're. I'm they're talking more about that Ozzy, Ozymandias yes. and yeah. basically feeling he's got a right to do whatever he wants yes. to fix what he's wrong with the world. They are very yeah. much that. Um, they are one step away from being bad guys, but they generally will do the right thing and they don't answer to anybody and they don't trust other heroes and superheroes. They kind of smirk at them. Um, only two of the characters are really interesting to me. So I'll I'll be interested to see what they do with it. I think this is going to be the series where you see a couple of the reunions from, um, guardians of the galaxy, to be honest. Right. Um, I would have thought this would have been farther out after they established a DCU better, but we'll see. Uh, the next one, I'm kind of looking forward to it, to be honest with you. I, it's like, I don't know. So they are totally saying that animation going forward is directly connected to DCU and that if you yeah. have someone in animation, it has to be voiced by the actor who plays them in live action. Yep. And he says animation will lead into live action. So the first thing is this creature commandos. Uh, it's a way to tell stories that are gigantic and huge without spending $50 million an episode, which is smart. Gunn has yep. written this. It's done. Uh, Creature Commandos is composed uh, of military superhumans, including a human leader, a werewolf, a vampire, Frankenstein's monster, and a gorgon. Gunn, Gunn pointed out that Weasel from his Suicide Squads will be on the show. Um, I don't. I, that's all he's given us. 
So I'm like, eh, so I, I, so I, I think I think this is his attempt to bring in what um, Sony's done with with Spider Man into the Spider Verse into mainstream DCU. They're basically saying, you know, well, yeah, we can do animated movies. They don't have to be for kids. Um, we can do animated properties. They don't have to be for kids. And I, I think I think this is smart because. You're, he's absolutely right. It allows them to tell big stories without spending a lot of money. Yep. Uh, and to see what sticks, you know. I'm thinking and, when um, he says animation, I don't think it's going to be cartoon animation. I think it's going to be Spider Verse type of. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's what he means. And I, I think. I think. Yeah, it'll be grown up. But the thing is, what he's doing is he's he's the clever thing about a lot of this is he's he's he's, he's like take the. Um, the Themyscira series. He's taking stuff that he knows is successful in other properties, and he's saying, "Well, let's use that as models for comics, uh, for comic book properties." You know, so let's do a Game of Thrones type series. Let's do uh, an adult comic, an, an adult animated. I don't know whether Creature Commandos is a uh, is a movie or a, or a TV show. Um, it's a movie, but also as well, he's building off the fact that you know, with the success of the Mandalorian and the uh, and the Marvel TV series, is you can use TV properly as part of the universe. Yep. Uh, he's doing all of that, so he's taking things that, to be fair, didn't exist ten years ago when Snyder came in, and he's saying, uh, right, well now I'm going to use all of these toys in the play box to to make the universe more cohesive and uh, you know what i find this really encouraging not all of these things are going to stick um but uh, the fact that he's 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 got the right to do all of this different type of stuff built off dc this is the first time i felt okay well this sounds like somebody who even though some of the choices you you don't know whether they're going to land or not this is somebody who's got a really good idea about how to pull this off see this is why i was more um, optimistic about James Gunn coming in than you were yeah. a couple episodes back oh, because I, I know his work and I know yeah. he he is a, a geeky guy he really is yeah. and I knew I, I'm, he's I'm going to take yeah. characters that we're not expecting he's going to do something I mean all you got to do is look at what he did at Marvel yeah no I, I've never been down on James Gunn my only my my complaint is the way with how the over the overarching company dealt with cleaning up the mess that was there before yeah uh, and i think it was it was rude and it was unnecessary but I, I it is what that. it is yeah it is what it is and uh you know the only my, and again i'll say this again my only concern with all of this is um this guy this david whatever his name is the guy who heads up um discovery warner now yeah it's the he's a ruthless bastard and the problem with this is i wonder how many failures out of this list Gunn and Safratton are going to be allowed to have before they get unceremoniously booted out. That's my only concern. So I hope that, you know, because I'd love for all of this stuff to be fantastic yeah. and to be well, hugely we are, successful. We're always rooting for... Look, we've yeah. been down on DC because it just hasn't been on par with the Marvel stuff. Yeah. It's just, it was yeah. really... They rushed things. It was so dark. Characters didn't act like the characters that they should be. Uh, the only characters that I like out of DC, you under Snyder's overwatch, if you will. I actually liked Ben Affleck as Batman other yeah. than the fact that he was killing dudes. Uh, yeah. And I love the flash and I hate saying yeah. that because I can't stand the actor, but it was a yeah. brilliant role. He, he did a really good job with it. That being said, yeah. the, the, we got two more to go Waller. Mm -hmm. And he says, we're using the same actors. This is a continuation of Peacemaker, which is so good because Peacemaker was fantastic. I'm working yep. on Superman, so we can't do Peacemaker season two. We're working on Waller in between, which basically means there is going to be a Peacemaker season two. He's going to do it, but after Superman, which is great. And effect effectively, he, what we've got here is a Peacemaker verse. Yes. Or a Suicide Squad verse, because, you know, we saw how he dealt with it in Peacemaker is that he's not, he's not not necessarily going to feel beholden to bring other parts of the dcu into this it's going to be its own thing yep. and it's for the better for it um so yeah i'm excited about this the, the only thing i would say is is it seems like amanda waller is is more bulletproof than superman is right. because she can get anything wrong she can mess anything up and she messes up a lot and apparently her career continues or does it <laughs> and she i don't know maybe this is different well well, may, maybe it'll be it'd be interesting to see. But yes, obviously, we've we've seen him um, 
we've seen him work in this area. We we both love Peacemaker. We loved how they did Waller and used Waller in Peacemaker. So uh, I'm all down for this. I'm hoping for plenty of Peacemaker crossover, even in Waller. Um, definitely on board for this one. Um, and I'm on board for the next one as well, actually, because yeah, I think this thing. is one of the most underserved yep. characters in the history of comics. Grant Morrison's Swamp Thing is a classic. It's just so yeah. good. Um, and he doesn't really say anything about Swamp Thing. He, no. he says Swamp Thing's coming, but then he says, um, because we want to point out that these stories, although they're interconnected, they're not all totally the same. So each set of filmmakers brings their own aesthetic to these films. And the, and the fun is seeing how these totally different works will mash up in the future. So did you see the um, the most recent Swamp Thing TV series? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if, if what they got, which I actually, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I think good. you're thinking of something different. I'm thinking, oh no, the one that was canceled. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. watch it. You didn't? Well, I, I, we watched it and we, we actually liked it. We pretty well, they good. canceled the it almost it, immediately. So I was like, well, I'm yeah. not going to invest any of my yeah. time in this because it, it's not going anywhere. But it, it kind of leaned into the horror aspects, and I wonder if that's what he's going to do with this. But the thing is, is it, the reason I say Swamp Thing's underserved, Swamp Thing is one of the most char- imp- powerful characters in the entire DCU. Yep. Because he's connected to every plant across the entire universe. Yeah? He's, in, he's, he's in, unkillable. He's unstoppable. He's an awesome character. And yet whenever he's been portrayed up until now, it's like, well, you know, we can't go too far from the swamp. And, uh, you know, he's portrayed kind of like as a goon monster. And I really hope with with gun behind this that Swamp Think will get a really decent take uh, and, uh, and and you really, really get its due in, in terms of, of what it is in the DCU. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how good or bad it's going to be, but I'm interested. Well, we we just saw. I mean, Marvel kind of just did something very similar with the uh, the black and white horror show they did, which was fantastic. They, yeah, it was fantastic, and they had a Swamp Thing style character in yeah, there. Man-Thing. It was also fantastic, Man Thing. Yeah. Um, so, but he's more mystic know, than anything. I I know that, but but we know that you can take an alternative. I, mean, I think this is what he's trying to t- say here. He said that telling stories in a different way, they're not totally the same. I think I presume this is his take on maybe a lot more of a horror bent in in the DCU. Um, we'll because, find out. You know, let's let's face it, a, a living plant monster is quite a, quite a horrifying thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so with that, we're going to wrap up um, this episode. We love it if you guys send us feedback. Oh, in fact, we got feedback. We got to read that real quick here. Um, we did. We did. Um, you didn't say who this was from, though. Yeah, I forgot now. Who is it? Hold on a second. Let me pull up. It's on Facebook. I forgot who sent it. Uh, that's embarrassing. You got you got the guy's picture, but you don't say who he is. Yeah. Well, you know, there's days that it just doesn't really work as well for me. Uh, this is from Jason Harris, listeners. Right. And he says, um, and we're talking about, remember on the last episode, we were kind of cracking up that here's these millennials singing a song great bills of fire yeah, that yeah. there's no freaking way everyone in the bar knows this song this is stupid um and he says goose's son would know the song since he listened to it as his father played it and they even showed the scene from the original he's right there he was a kid but he's a l- real little kid they also had uh hangman saying he loved a song that came out in the 70s is that believable who knows oh i know it's not believable <laughs> at all on any level it's not believable i i don't I don't buy it that he's like, oh, I love songs from the 70s. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a millennial. You do not love songs most, from the 70s. Most, most people. Most, I'm Gen X uh, and I don't love songs from the 70s. Yeah. But, but, but I think a lot of people are, are only familiar with those older songs now if they get remixed into a modern uh, hip-hop <laughs> yeah. hit, you know, or a, or a DJ does something with them because obviously that's, that's something that happens a lot. Yeah. And, and the, just the fact that fighter pilots hang around in bars, number one, they don't. These guys are in such good shape. You, do you realize the, the G-forces they put their bodies through? They don't hang around in bars playing piano, singing songs from the 70s. A, no, that's at first. And B, it's millennials. They might, they might have done in the 80s, but they certainly they don't They certainly do don't do it now. Um, <laughs> they're, all, they're all sat at home playing on PS, it, it's, PlayStation. It's one, yeah, exactly. It's one of the scenes in Maverick that 
is just totally bullshit. I hate it. Well, it's, it, so it's a throwback scene. It's, well, it's, and it was it's complete, an, it's everything is scene. a throwback scene in the movie, dude. Everything. Yeah. Everything in this movie is a throwback. Oh, we're going to do the flyby. Oh, we're going to fly through a thing. and uh, yeah, That's because nostalgia sells. Yeah, but the I more mean, I think about Maverick, the less like I us. like it. <laughs> you need to watch it again. It's a great movie. No, it's not. It's okay. <laughs> it's a great movie. No, it's not. Don't say great. It's great. You lose your geek credibility if you say that's a great movie. <laughs> they will come and take your SAG card. Uh, <laughs> so with that, we are going to wrap up the show. Uh, the show at geekspubpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook under our sister show, Tech Fan. Of course, you can go to uh, geekspubpodcast.com or mymac.com, the flagship, and leave a comment right there. And uh, we will read them right here on the show. So what do you guys think about the new DC Universe slate of shows and, and movies and animation? Think this is going in a good direction? Love to get your opinion on that. And uh, what did you think about Wakanda Forever? Is it is it good? Bad? Are you indifferent? Let us know. Is it, yeah, is it Wakanda Forever or just Wakanda this year? Wakanda this year because <laughs> nothing really changed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. David, I will see you probably next week on Tech Fan. See you then. <laughs>